Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Evening, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday night segment of the Outer Realm. We are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3, 107.7 FM from the beautiful city of New Orleans. And brand new, we are broadcasting live on Roku. Yes, you heard it right, Roku. So seek us out. Anyway, we are completely sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee who have been a part of our journey since the beginning. Thank you, Folgers. We appreciate you so very much and just could not do it without you. And it wouldn't be the same without you. Also, big thank you to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, a.k.a. Justin Snicker, uh, who's an award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music. He is the voice that you hear on our intro and outro, and that is his music you are listening to. Also on our roster is Steve McGinnis, the artist behind the artwork here at the Outer Realm. Find him on Instagram and Facebook. Look at his amazing amazing catalog of pieces that he has ready to go and get your own commission he's does a lot of horror stuff and uh he's actually well known for it and does just beautiful phenomenal work so again check him out now tonight we welcome for the very first time richard d lewis um he's an air u.s air force veteran and he became a spiritual counselor so he's going to be discussing his book, The Paranormal Christian. And yeah, it's, that's, I mean, as, as somebody who works in the paranormal field and has for the last two decades, um, there's a lot of really interesting thing. And if you're a person of faith, it will be really fascinating uh, to hear what he's got to say. So briefly, let's see here. He is a journalist veteran of the U.S. Air Force, a graduate of Defense Information School Writing Broadcast Public Affairs Program, joined the Air Force in 1987, spent 10 years as a broadcast journalist. This is quite a list of credentials. And he basically um, somehow changed things up. He ended up completing a course of Doreen Virtue's Angel Therapy Practitioner Course 2003 or 2003 became a certified spiritual counselor by the California Board of Hypnotherapy. He is also a communicant member of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod in Good Standing. So it's just a list that goes on and on and on. And we are going to be waiting for him to coming in. Having problems connecting. Uh, William, how are you having a problem connecting? I see you, so you must be here. Uh, but hey, Kenny, hey, Tamara. So I don't know. You shouldn't be having any problem connecting. We're, we're pretty much, um, we're full on. From what I'm seeing here on the soundboard, everything is going no problem. So uh, if, you're, if you're having a bit of a struggle, just 
let me know and I'll see what I can do from this end. So we are just waiting for Richard to chime in. Um, I'm just trying to see if I can get a little snippet from his book here. Um, let me read this little snippet. As you embark on this journey with me, I trust you will come to a greater understanding that we really do live in a wondrous universe. And he talks here about having communication and experiences um, with these interesting beings. So we'll say, you know, angels and demons. And hold on, where are we going? I'm back for the third. I don't know, William. I see you. I've been seeing you the whole way through. And thank you. <laughs> Voice is sounding perfect. Thank you very much, Kenny. That's my radio voice. So, <laughs> um, so uh, I, I, what what are you struggling for with, William? Exactly. Back for the third. I don't know. I don't know what your struggle is. You have to just. Yeah. Sorry, Big Brother appears to be watching me. Uh oh. Ooh, that that could be scary. <laughs> that could be scary, my friend. Um. So uh, let me try to keep going on. He goes, the same year, he goes, he read uh, Jay Anson's Chilling Amityville Horror on the balcony outside the Travelodge Motel in downtown Greensboro. And by 1978, when he was nine, he had absorbed probably hundreds of books on the paranormal. He is considered to be uh, an expert, I guess as, as much of an expert as you can be on the paranormal. And um, I'm just hoping here that he gets... He doesn't have a problem if we're having issues here. Um, hold on. Just waiting, guys. I'm just trying to get this because we are in communication. Okay, good. So any of us in the field know that there's really no guarantee with respect to experts, so to speak. I know this because I filmed on enough television programs who have called me an expert no matter how many times I say I'm not an expert, no such thing as an expert, especially in a field that is is unexplained. And I think it's media that tends to label us more often than than not. And you know, it's it's a really hard, it's a hard title to have. And when you have no creative control, at least from the film side of things, it makes it really difficult. I always joke around on the show that you know most of the world probably thinks I run around screaming demon all the time, yet I'm you know, probably the most logical person, you know, when it comes to um, researching, when it comes to just being biased and looking for the process of elimination. I'm known for going through the process of elimination and making sure that all the logical stuff gets taken care of first. It gets really, really tough because when I'm sitting in the hot seat, as I say, and I'm answering questions, I will give different variables not just the D word, but let's face it, it's the one that sells. It, it instills that fear factor. So you sort of, you know, get stigmatized with it. But there are so many other, other things that are going on. And most researchers will tell you that there are a lot of logical things that can make us feel like we're being haunted. This house is is haunted and it's been a lot more haunted and we were just able to get a lot of of the spirit beings to move on and you often hear little sounds and those little sounds in a big house like this late at night it could really it, it could let your mind run away so easily and 
realistically, it's it's just common things. There's just nothing, nothing paranormal about it. So a lot of things to factor in when it comes to hauntings. And interestingly enough, a lot of the, like those of us who really get involved in the field, I'm just rambling guys while we're waiting for our guest. Um, a lot of us who are involved in the field tend to start out this way for many different reasons. A lot of times it is that personal experience and that personal experience for me was the fact that um, probably in a couple of different levels, but I'll start off with the fact that when I was really young, I used to be able to see dead people. I come from, you know, a fairly long line of mediums and, and on both sides of my family, you know, I've come to find out that my father's side was just as spirited, even though he didn't like talking about it. You know, with him, it was always things like, oh, you know, the house is settling or, you know, just critters in the roof or in the attic, things of that nature. But I could see dead people and I it was never discouraged in me. I was never made to feel silly. You know, my family were the type of people that would show me photographs of family members and say, is there something anybody you recognize? Um, you know, and I could just pick somebody and I wouldn't know who they are because they were long past. So I think that support from my family and not feeling belittled or feeling foolish allowed me to continue in my growth with um, the spirit realm and things of that nature. But, you know, things kind of started taking a turn for the worse. As I say, every time, you know, puberty, your puberty, all of a sudden, we make things happen, especially young females. And my daughter went through the same thing. Things started moving around the house. I'd get a call. You know, there's statues just moving across the tables. I know, but there's not nothing in the house. This I know. So it's, this is you. And, and that's a psychokinesis thing. So I'm sure I was projecting a whole lot of energy going through puberty. And by the way, women going through menopause can do the exact same thing. So, you know, we we do create a lot of energy. We are we are creatures of of emotion, being female especially, and we project that out. But make no mistake about it, you know, people going through depression and high levels of anxiety can also do the same thing. High levels of stress, grief, you know, when you're grieving for for people, you can also project that kind of energy. Uh, so for me, it was definitely around, you know, puberty when things started happening. And I'll I'll go with this for a little bit and then I'll I'll tell you what you know my other thoughts were. But I would have things going on in the house that were just ridiculous. The typical stuff, you know, footsteps and you would get um knocking on the walls. I used to have, you know, you know, albums just flying out of their their covers, just their slips, just flying out, just right across the room. Just crazy things like that. And again, you know, like I was a pretty, pretty balanced individual, um, but it started to, to get heavier and heavier and heavier. So for me, you know, also taking an interest in, in, in darker things. And I think it's because maybe something was influencing that interest. So how do you recognize somebody who's maybe, you know, going through something like that? Well, for me, the signs I had I mean, they'll say, nowadays they'll say, because my daughter went through it, she goes, oh, you just think it's because I'm goth. I was like, no, I don't think it's because you're goth at all. You know, I, I always dress in black. I always have, um, you know, you have a little bit of a lifestyle going on. But when you, you 
sort of start to get really somber. You don't really want to be around people, you know. Um, <laughs> I can't go to sleep unless things like that happen in my house. You know, you know things like that happen a lot here. Um, but it did for me back then as well. And you get very withdrawn. And I think that's part of things attaching themselves to you, entities attaching themselves to you. They just basically, um, you know, they just back away. You know, they back you away. They isolate you. It's sort of like this divide and conquer thing. They just do not want anybody helping you. They want you to feel isolated, uh, hopefully, you know, depressed or angry. And that's when you have somebody in your life going through that, especially, you know, a young person or, and I'll say anybody, because I've seen it with adults who just end up getting themselves in a bad situation when they go to maybe a haunted location. You know, it happens. And I've seen it happen even with paranormal investigators. Something comes in. If you're off your game, it doesn't take much for something to just infiltrate your space. Um, so, I mean, it's happened to the best of us. But with myself as a young person, you know, probably from the ages of 14 to 18, I really started, my whole demeanor changed. You know, I got I got a little bit aggressive and a little bit, um, you know, I just, just like always argumentative. You know, my mother would say, well, don't do this or make sure you're home by this time. And I'd always make sure I came home an hour later, <laughs> just a little bit rebellious as well. But I think we end up somehow snapping out of it at some point. I did on my own realize that something was wrong. Something was wrong and something just wasn't, I just didn't know what it was because I'll age myself a little bit here. Um, there wasn't internet. You know, if you wanted to find something out, you had to go to the public library. I didn't have that luxury of, of anybody else that I knew that was going through anything. I mean, my mom was pretty good about it. My father was sort of like, I don't want to talk about it. It's like, it's not a thing. My mother was, my mother knew something was wrong because something in the house just felt wrong, especially as you went downstairs. And I wanted my room in the basement. I just, I was the oldest. I wanted my own personal little space. It was all finished basement. So it was just, it was a nice space to be in. But in the same respect, it was a little bit of an isolated space. So right into as I got older, I ended up, you know, you get to the age where you could go clubbing and things like that. And I would come home and I would feel something at my back all the time. It just got to a point where it's just like race. We have a race to the bedroom and that was it. And I would close the door and something would just say, bam, right into the door. I was just like, holy crud. Like this was a regular occurrence in my life. It was just craziness. But I knew enough that I had to do something about it. And, and that led me to being in the field and helping the people that I do, like even to this day. So what I ended up doing is trying to just have a bit of a lucid enough moment to realize something isn't right. I know something's here and I don't like how it makes me feel when, you know, when, when, when you're not thinking straight and, and that not thinking straight for a lot it's, times it was just feeling aggressive. You know, you feel like this, this energy, you just feel like invincible and that's how they want you to feel. But honest to gosh, like I had to do something because I had two younger sisters 
one was seven years younger than I was. The other one was nine and a half years younger than I was. And they were scared. And I'm thinking something, you know, like I embrace this, this feeling for a little while until I realize this is not, this is just not right. And, and I don't want people in my family, like having this heaviness, you know, I had, I remember having a friend visit. You may have heard me talk a little bit about this on my paranormal nightmare because it's really the only time I've ever told my story to the extent that I did. And, you know, it was really, really hard growing up and feeling like you, you do feel really isolated because I didn't have friends who were, if they were gifted, they weren't talking about it. If they had things going on. And I know I had one friend um, who went through a lot of abuse in her life. And I know that I know something was there. And maybe that's where that attachment came from. Because it was really hardcore abuse. And so much so that it affected her life into adulthood. And she died very young, you know, just, just through alcoholism and, um, you know, taking medication for depression, anxiety. And it's so it is really sad because I, I didn't have all those issues until I ended up in this area that we moved to. And my best friend was having all of this happening to her and she probably didn't even realize it. So it's just interesting how things just slide in like that, you know? So let me address some questions as we go through. Uh, Tamara, I was lucky to be taught to own my space and recognize paranormal issues and ask a family member for help at a young age. I had my mother for that. I had an aunt uh, also. I had one aunt who was only 10 years older than I was, you know, because it was a large family. So she was the baby. And, but she was like one of those cool aunts. So, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, we're going to just play with this Ouija board and see if we can get some, man. I'm 14 going, yeah, let's do it. Um, oh, our special guest is here. So I don't have to just keep rambling. Hello. How are Hello, you? Hello, Michelle. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm late. Yeah, I'm here in Los Angeles and the traffic, I had to make it across town. Uh, I could have really used some paranormal type <laughs> magic tonight, but it didn't quite work out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Oh, I was just gearing yeah. everybody up for, you know, the topic of the evening. Cause you know, I had had an attachment as a, as a young teen and, and going through the signs and things like that, what to look for in people in your life if they go through it. So, you know, I'm glad now everybody's primed up just waiting for you. <laughs> perfect, so, perfect. Yeah, so thank no you. problem at all. So thank you for being here. Um, I've been like, thank God for the spreadsheet you sent me. It just, it just had so much information in it because I'm trying to, you know, this house is sold. And you're trying to bridge through another one with a five-day closing in between. And you're just like, my days just have just been, let's just say, buying or selling <laughs> never goes the way you think it's going to go. So no, anyhow, so why don't we start from the beginning? Because this is something we spoke, we were talking about. You don't always just fall into the paranormal. There's that one thing. That one experience that is usually the catalyst that paves the way. So why don't you, we'll start with your humble beginnings and you take it from there. Sure. Well, you know, 
the thing about the paranormal is it's actually normal, you know, and that's the thing about it. Um, I don't think that we should, uh, you know, look for a ghost uh, behind, you know, every every sound, every creak in the in the night. I mean, because let's you know, old houses they they make they creak, they make sounds, uh, <laughs> yeah. sh shadows cast on the walls, yes. and uh, it could be very something very natural. But um, you know, there's an invisible world that surrounds each and every one of us, and it's alive and it's active. Um, for me, it started with a voice. Okay, and that was my first uh, encounter, and uh, it really opened up my mind as far as um, what what's out there that's that's more than more than us, you know. Um, uh, well, for example, when I was uh, when I was a young boy, I used to uh, to walk from school. Um, after I got off the school bus, I used to have to walk to my grandmother's house every night because my mother, single parent, and she worked the uh, night shift and things quite often, so I would be unsupervised. And, uh, and it was over two miles that I had to walk every night when I got off the bus. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, we would never let our children do that today, but uh, things were different years ago. Yes. So, and, you know, um, I always felt this presence uh, watching over me, uh, guarding me, guiding me. And um, I never got any problems except for this one time where I was abducted. And I don't mean by aliens. I have to point that out. You know, when <laughs> right. Dealing with a paranormal uh, audience, you know, I always want to make sure that, that they're clear about that. No, mm. but um, I, I was abducted as, as, a, as a boy on one of these walks. And um, I detail this fully in my book, uh, The Paranormal Christian, book one. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you can get my books at richarddlewisauthor.com. Um, so in book one, I talk about this because this was, this was really big. But um, I was abducted. And, um, uh, I was crossing the railroad tracks. It's actually, you can, if you look at, a you can look at a map of Greensboro, North Carolina, where I grew up and you can see exactly where I'm talking about, but, um, heading towards, uh, down, uh, Pine street towards, uh, East market to cross the street. It's actually a giant thoroughfare and there's a, there's a railroad track there. And I would cross that every day. Well, one day I was crossing it and, uh, this kid, a teenager, uh, yelled out to me, he's like, Hey kid, wait up. And so, um, you know, we're taught to obey our elders and all that kind of stuff, uh, mm -hmm. the way I was raised. And it's just, you're just kind of, you just, you're just, I just froze in my tracks, literally mm -hmm. on the tracks. And uh, this young man came over to me and started asking me questions and talking to me. And uh, after a while, I was basically like, well, you know, I want to leave. And pretty soon I realized that I was actually his captive because anytime I tried to move away from him, he would, you know, he would grab me by the shoulders and uh hold me in place and you know he was a bigger stronger kid he was like 16 17 mm -hmm. you know and i was uh you know i was like um you know like seven years old right so uh i, I wasn't uh, going to be able to leave and after some time um uh, this became clear but he he would even act like he was playing with me because on a couple of occasions like uh cars would slow down as they pass by and uh, like hey what's going on over there it looks kind of suspicious and mm. Um, he would take me by the hands and act like we were dancing, you know, we, we danced me around and stuff. So, so they probably, and then they would drive off, you know, probably thought, oh, he must be his big brother or something. Mm -hmm. um, so after a while he took me, he took me, he said, I want to introduce you to my friend. So he, he took me down the railroad tracks um, and away from to my grandma's where I was headed. And it was, you know, it was a, it was a bit of a, a bit of a trek. And eventually mm -hmm. we got to the spot uh, where he led me off of the railroad tracks down this embankment to this old dilapidated shack that was off, uh, off in the distance. And, um, inside the shack, 
there was an older an older gentleman there uh and uh, so he introduced me to him and the two of them began asking you know questions the older guy was was in charge and uh you know they made me do things i didn't want to do they were asking questions i didn't really fully understand what was going on but because mm-hmm. uh, i was so young yeah but i knew yes. it wasn't you know i would knew it wasn't good mm-hmm. and uh anyway so the so there came a point where they were uh where they were going to tie me up and uh the the first the 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 younger man uh tried to do it initially and i and i was struggling and and you know resisting and uh screaming and stuff and so the guy kind of like you know you know we got plenty of time whatever and and had him and you know called him off of me for a while but then finally he said okay now let's go ahead and tie him up so um they set me down in this chair and when they did that um it was the two of them together uh so the older man was here the younger man came around with the rope it was like this nylon rope that they were going to tie my hands behind me uh, onto the chair and um as and and the older man was kind of holding me and controlling me while the younger man was coming around with the rope and as they did there was a split second where uh he was trying the younger man was trying to get his get the rope around my hands Mm. uh and the older man released and there was a voice uh, very clear and loud that said, run now. Mm. So I jumped out of the chair imme- um, immediately. And in that instant, it must have been, a, been a, like a split second. Uh, I bolted towards the door. Um, there was uh, there was actually a deadbolt on the door of the shack. I, I, I pulled that, uh, pulled that, you know, open. And, you know, I could pretty much feel the breath of the, uh, the younger man on my, on the hairs on my neck, you know, as I was trying to get out of this shack. And I just, and I mean, I, I was, I sprinted out, I burst through the door, sprinted out to the, to, to the hill, ran up the hill, got back on the railroad tracks and, and just never stopped. And I mean, I just, I've never moved that fast in my life. Right. Uh, I mean, I looked down, my legs were like a blur. And again, I didn't really understand what was going on, but I knew I needed to get away. Right. Um, so this, the boy gave chase, you know, he was yelling, you know, Hey kid, wait up, stop, stop, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm not sure how I did it, how I managed to, because this a bigger, stronger kid, how I managed to outrun him, but I left him in the dust. And I remember looking back and seeing him finally double over because he was winded and I never stopped. I sprinted all the way down the railroad tracks, all the way back to Pine street, all the way across the tracks to East, to East market, cross this big thorough thoroughfare east market street and, and scampered right up the steps into my grandmother's arms and she was actually outside on the porch looking for me at this point mm-hmm. and so was my uh my my aunt kathy was out there too mm-hmm. you know both of them both of them looking around because they're like you know where's richard because i was yeah, you know, should have been there by now she should have been there by now right so this experience um you know i i consider it a miracle um i feel like it saved my life yes and it made me feel like I was here for a reason, you know, and, but, you know, we're all here for a reason, honestly. Yes. Uh, but it, but it put me in touch with, uh, that higher power, you know, that's there. Mm. And so I wanted to find out more and, um, I'm a lifelong Christian. You know, my brand is the paranormal Christian. I'm, that's what I call myself, yes. but I feel like every Christian is a paranormal Christian because if you read the Bible, mm-hmm. it's a paranormal proof text from cover to cover. Mm-hmm. So my calling in this is to be able to correlate those worlds, put it all together because there's too much division between, you know, people of, of, of the Christian faith, people of the other world faiths, 
uh, people who were interested in the paranormal. They're atheists that are interested in the paranormal. Mm -hmm. and, and, and all these people are, you know, I'm seeing a common picture. I mean, we're all saying the same thing. Sometimes we use different words, but it's all pointing to the same the same source, you know, yeah, and um, that's where it all started for me. So I tuned in and I found that this voice uh, was was always there, you know. So mm -hmm. when I started going to church as a, as a young kid and people were talking about God, um, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if you've seen if you've seen the movie Elf with, yes. with Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah. I love, love that movie. That's like a modern <laughs> Christmas classic. Well, you know, uh, that that scene where he, you know, he's a human, but he's been raised as an elf right his whole yes, life so and right. now now he's in in new york with uh you know with with, with some beautiful scenes with walter Matthau and everything and and uh and there was well, this one scene he's he's in the, the the department store and and he's got a job there and he finds out that santa claus is coming you know to the department store the next thing he's like gets all goes crazy and he's like i know him you know <laughs> and that's, he means literally i literally know santa claus well so when people started talking about god it wasn't like you had to it was like I know him. <laughs> I've already right. met him, you know? <laughs> so, so to me, going to church and, and learning theology and, and studying the Bible and stuff like that was, you know, to understand this reality that I was already in touch with. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, that, it's a deep connection, you know. But I agree with you with this division because everybody labels it. And I, I always say, you know, the paranormal has no prejudices. It affects everybody from all walks of life, all faiths. You know, there's so many similarities. It's just like I often ask myself, why do we divide it? Right. Well, and, you know, um, I chose the paranormal Christian with intent. And, you know, the term is polarizing. Mm -hmm. It's polarizing to a lot of the people of my of my Christian faith. But actually, paranormal used to be the word that was chosen to be the clinical word because the word supernatural was the word that was polarizing. So people chose right. paranormal because it sounded more scientific. Well, now paranormals right. becomes to the stigma. It's the, true. The, the thing it's is, is that true. it means the same thing. Paranormal, right. supernatural. If you are a Christian, then you have a supernatural faith. That's what's revealed to us. And like you said, uh, all people around the world, all faiths, have this common understanding that there's something greater than them, that there's there's a source that from which we come. Mm -hmm. uh, ghost stories are something that are, are held with uh, all cultures and all regions across time. Mm -hmm. And um, and the Bible talks about these things. If you mm -hmm. if you have a, a careful eye to see it, and right. this is the things I try to uh, reveal in my books and my series, The Paranormal Christian, books mm -hmm. one and two. And I'm working on my third book right now. Oh, excellent. Excellent. We'll have to come back when your book is done. I, well, love I would that. love to do that. Yes. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. So tell us about the book then. Like you're, you're obviously like, well, before we get to the book, let's just bridge you into what made you get into even wanting to write the books. Well, I've always been interested in, in questions like, where do we come from? What does this mean? The, the, the big questions, you know, what's it all about? Um, the experiences that I've had and that um, people that I've talked to have had. And then as a Christian in the faith, and I'm looking at this beautiful uh, religion that has all of this wonder and nuance and amazing things and 
and revelations. And then I'm going, but no one's talking about like the ghost stories that we talk about at, at home around the dinner table or only around the campfire. When, you. you know, yes. why can't we talk about that stuff? You know, we have these questions and um, one of the commands of the Christian faith to, to the faithful is that we're supposed to be able to um, provide if someone asks us, you know, a question mm -hmm. and wants to know where our faith is coming from, we're supposed to be able to, to explain that. Mm -hmm. And uh, and in the scriptures, it talks about having revealed, you know, uh, the whole counsel of God. So mm -hmm. if it's if it's if it's in there, if it's a part of it, then we got to look at it. Right. You know, the Bible has stories like in Genesis six where it talks about the Nephilim. Well, what is yes. this? Yes. We're talking about you know uh, um, angelic beings uh, uh, mm -hmm. breeding with humans, and uh, like, what? And, 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 and then <laughs> yes. you, your imagination just explodes. You know, you look at the Book of Enoch. For example, oh yes, uh, absolutely. And, and, and you get a little more insight into some of these things that are going on, and yes. and it's like, man, there's a bigger picture there. So, so I wanted to try to correlate that uh, mm. these these worlds, bridge those gaps, bring it all together, and number one, let Christians know that it's okay to have these questions, and uh, it's it's not just well, mm. hush hush, whisper whisper. The Bible addresses these things. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the people that um, are not Christians that are interested in the supernatural, I would just say, hey, Christianity's got a lot of insight, and uh, and a lot of people have been alienated from the church, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, they've mm -hmm. got um, all kinds of red flags uh, come up when you start when you use the word like a word like God, mm -hmm. right? What is what does that mean? Well, God mm -hmm. is love. That's what the Christian faith tells us, and that's mm -hmm. what I believe all the faiths of the world tell us, mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, we're not about uh, exclusivity. We're about inclusion. You know, we're about loving mm -hmm. our fellow, our fellow uh, uh, mm -hmm. person. And yes. and it's 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 um, uh, John three sixteen is the probably the most famous scripture of all, and it says, "For God so loved the world." Mm -hmm. Okay, and that means everyone. And by the mm -hmm. way, the the original word there for world translated into English as world is actually cosmos. Okay, Ooh, that's right. So that. That means all of the created order. Okay. Yes. That means all people. That mm -hmm. means all beings in the, in the God cares about the animals. It means, it means all beings out there in the universe. If there's other life out there besides us. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and the intention that we get from the Bible is that God wants all people to be saved. Mm -hmm. So I don't think God is going to be frustrated in his efforts. No, I agree. And I think, you know, the stigma I think is a lot of it has to do with misunderstanding. Like I, one of the, the worst cases, the lengthiest cases that I've worked on and that um, went on for over a year because it was very complicated because, you know, the wife was, um, was, was Christian and the husband was Muslim. So they had the similarities, but yet enough differences that we could just not, get anything resolved so i called on a friend of mine who was a christian minister out of north carolina and he said we have a team then they travel the world and they do these deliverances and it's like a version of exorcism i said okay so i'd like to to bring them in he said absolutely but he was also a theologian so we, we would just spend hours debating and and just like it was just always bouncing ideas around because of the theology behind it he was just so hardcore about stuff so i learned a lot but, you know, I'll tell you something. When they came in, 
just to talk about just like not understanding. I had never witnessed this before. And I had been doing and working, I only worked, you know, with malevolent attachments and things of that nature. So you're dealing with the faith of the family, you're dealing with with sometimes psychologists or psychiatrists and diagnosis, like there's a lot depending on what faith they follow. Like, for example, Catholicism. No, we want psychiatric assessments times two. Like there's a, then I need permission from the doctors and it gets really convoluted. But in this case, um, you know, this, this team came in and she was lovely. She was just, she would just walk in, she looked around and she was also, cause she was gifted. So she could feel everything around. And she said, it's very difficult as a Christian, you know, to have these abilities, like with her growing up, she says, because you, some some of the community would just shun that. They're just like, no, you don't talk about things like that. And she goes, you know, it was like that family secret. I couldn't talk about it. But as I got older and they showed me how to make use of these abilities, look at me just messing around with the board again. They showed me how to use the abilities and she started speaking in tongues and things like that. And I never witnessed that. She And, he, and her husband was with her goes, Brace yourself, because if you've never heard this, it sounds like a lot of gibberish. But she completely understands what's going on. It's like, okay. So I was kind of excited because I, I was still like, I'm learning something new. You know, I've never experienced this. Out of this location, there were two places that were infected because this entity, you know, attached to a medium who had been trying to help before at this main location. And it, it split, you know, because they could attach to multiple locations at a time. She came in to one, the main house, and she said, I'll take care of everything. Don't worry about it. The other house isn't even a concern. I'm like, I've got to see this. This is amazing. And two hours, she basically, when she started speaking in tongues, I was just like, I did not know what to make of it. I had never heard it. I'm thinking if this can clear two houses in one shot, oh my gosh, you know, and she did in two hours, wow. cleared both locations and it stayed quiet for about two years and she passed away, unfortunately. And um, after in, in that, that time frame. So then I had to go back to the old fashioned way of getting, you know, get clearing the place. But I found that fascinating. Um, well, and that's, yeah, you know, and that's a great story. Um, and, and in the Bible, it tells us in, in the prophecies, um, it says that in, in the in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Mm -hmm. And then we see this uh, this coming true in uh, in the book of Acts, you right. know, uh, the, the 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 day of Pentecost and uh, when the Holy Spirit was poured out and people began to speak in tongues. And and there's many other manifestations of the spirit. But, you know, God's spirit has always uh, been with us. Mm -hmm. And. Um, and, you know, it talks about uh, how people will have visions and dream dreams. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you talk about mediumship. You know, this is the reason why a lot of people don't understand. The reason why the Bible has these, you know, warnings against uh, mediumship and things is because uh, it's, it's out of a preponderance of caution because you don't always know who you're talking to. And there's the danger of spirit attachments and things like that. So you can uh, have some unwelcome uh, guests uh, if, if you're mm -hmm. not careful these mm -hmm. kind of things but that doesn't mean that spirits don't interact with us mm -hmm. in fact uh, the bible tells us to test the spirits you know to see if they're from god so how can you test the spirits if you don't interact with them um, and mm -hmm. i certainly think that god 
allows a provision for spirit communication in that mm -hmm. we have our guardian angels, mm -hmm. uh, we have intuitions, you know, mm -hmm. we have things that we know things, your gut feelings, sometimes a voice, like I mentioned before. And these are all incredible. But ultimately, what the faith teaches us is that the name of Jesus is the name above all other names, you know. Mm -hmm. And what does his name mean? Well, mm -hmm. um, his name is actually Yeshua, and it's yes. become, you know, we we've kind of we could say yes. now Jesus is kind of we kind of slurred into Jesus now, but mm -hmm. it's still the same name, still means the same thing. It means it means uh it's our salvation, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's God that saves us. You know, Emmanuel is God that's with us, mm -hmm. same person, okay, same being. And it's the name that's above all other names. And the name mm -hmm. of Jesus, you see, uh, uh, there's power. Mm -hmm. And anybody that's having problems with spirit attachments, poltergeist activity, mm -hmm. you know, even if you're not a Christian, mm -hmm. I would say to you in faith, call on the name of Jesus and see what happens. It's even been documented that alien abductions end when people call on the name of Jesus Christ. So mm -hmm. there is great power and when it comes to delivering people from unwelcome uh, entities. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't, I, I, I have, you know, mm -hmm. it's amazing. It really is. Right. Right. I, it's fascinating. Um, I had a Christian friend say to me at one time, and maybe you can clarify or clear it up. She said, we don't believe in spirits everything to us is demonic they're mimicking and we do know they mimic so do you believe that spirits interact or do you believe that they're they're all this is demons at work well you know this is a common uh belief among many of the faithful and mm -hmm. it's very interesting because um again as uh, the paranormal christian I get a lot of pushback from, from both sides, you know, <laughs> so, right, right. <laughs> uh, especially from Christians actually. And uh, that's one of the reasons is because it's like, well, first of all, there's people that don't believe in any spirit interactions at all. That's true. There's all kinds of teachings and beliefs and thoughts out there. Um, and again, like I said, there's people, there's the whole spectrum. There's people that are atheists, but yet they believe in the paranormal. So it's very, right. it's yeah, very it's interesting. Funny. That's, I know um, <laughs> it, it is. Right. But um, what I see is a spectrum, okay, mm -hmm. of if you look at the natural world, okay, God is, mm -hmm. is, is, a, is, a, is a creative being, okay? And the diversity in the natural world, uh, it's, it's amazing from the, you know, from the macro to the micro, right? right. All the way to the subatomic. You see, you see wonderful creativity from uh, space to... to uh, to the jungles, to the deserts, mm -hmm. you go into the deep oceans where there's no sunlight. You see bio bioluminescence right. uh, uh, going on yes. with, with creatures creating their own light. It's like a, mm -hmm. it's like a Christmas uh, uh, decoration uh, show down there. You know, mm -hmm. there's all this diversity. So why wouldn't the um, spirit world be just as diverse? So I, I think agree. it's very, yeah, it's, it, it's very, uh, I think, uh, you, you know, very low level thinking to, to put everything into this. Well, it must be a demon. Right. Um, and I think that's actually to, uh, to the devil's advantage, mm -hmm. right. To either be scaring people that everything's a demon, right. It's empowering them really. Yes. Or the other side of the spectrum, which is that there's no devil, there's no demons right. at all. There's a lot of people in our community that don't believe in, in that there's anything nefarious out there. And I think you can mm -hmm. just look around and see that evil is a real and present force in the world. Mm -hmm. So, so you have a full spectrum 
And by the way, I've uh, again in my book series, The Paranormal Christian, I, I really dug into this deeply as far as what is the what does the the church actually teach? You know, what yes. is the what does the catechisms uh, say? Mm -hmm. What have the church fathers said? Right. Uh, what are the doctors of the church said over the years? And mm. they don't say that we can't um, have communication uh, from our from our loved ones. Mm -hmm. in, fa in fact, I believe that God allows a provision for this to happen. Mm -hmm. If you talk to anybody, uh, they will have stories of uh, in their family of a departed loved one mm -hmm. that comes to them in a dream. Okay, they don't usually say very much, but they they do they do visit us. I've mm -hmm. had it happen myself. I've had it happen so uh, clearly and distinctly that, um, you know, I know what I've experienced and all these people that I read about. And again, it's not just in the Christian faith, but all around the world having similar experiences. There does seem to be a provision for that, for, for, for other spirits. Mm -hmm. um, in the Bible, there's a proof text for ghosts. I mean, it's, mm. it's, it's uh, implicit at least, you know, when on at least two occasions, Jesus appeared to the disciples and they thought he was a ghost. The Bible clearly says that. Now, some mm -hmm. Christians want to really, um, you know, they really want to split hairs on this and be like, well, uh, if you look at the original Greek, it's talking about spirit. And I'm like, okay, well, so what? Mm -hmm. um, he, you know, on, on the, on the water, when he walked on the water, which by the way, is a very supernatural uh, event mm -hmm. in and of itself. Right. But it says that he thought he was a ghost and he's, you know, he said, you know, take heart. It is I, or I am the original mm -hmm. tongues, you know, basically I'm God. Okay. Right. Right. Um, you know, so they were terrified though. And then when he appeared to them in the resurrection, uh, it also says that they thought he was a ghost. And he says, you know, look and, and, you know, see for yourself, touch me for a ghost doesn't have flesh and bone as you see that I have. Right. Right. And so he basically gives a proof text on what a ghost is. And if it was something that wasn't, you know, there's no such thing as ghosts. Well, he could have debunked it right there. Mm -hmm. He could have said, "Guys, you know, there's no such thing as ghosts. What are you? Right. Why are you? Why are you tripping out? You know? Yeah, he didn't. He just said, "I'm just not <laughs> right." Right. Right. A ghost doesn't have flesh and bone, as you see that I have. Right. So that implies an existence of ghosts. So, mm -hmm. yeah, no, there's a, a a whole, you know, uh, diaspora of mm -hmm. of uh, spiritual beings out there. From, you know, and the Bible talks about this: powers, principalities. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we've got angels and I think yes. human spirits uh, interact yeah. with us too. Mm -hmm. Well, guides, spirit guides as well. I mean, th that's what, you know, which was, it's a big argument among people. People will basically say, no, you know, I have an experience. I know what my loved one feels like, but it's a really fine line because if you know, so do they know. And there, there is a lot of problems with mimicking. Uh, that does happen. That does happen. The ghosts in the Bible, yes. Oh, I, I completely, I've heard, I've got recordings of of children being mimicked. Um, you know, then you get the big growl that comes afterwards. It's like, you know, they're definitely a thing. Well, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> and, and actually what you said, I, exa I exactly uh, agree with, because I've had, you know, my mother has, uh, I've had after death communications with my mother. Yes. And um, I, again, I, I, I get in, uh, I, in my books, I get into these experiences uh, in, in very specific detail, mm -hmm. but um, I know my mom, I know who my mom right. is. Right. And um, 
here's the other problem too with thinking that assuming that everything is demonic mm -hmm. um these experiences they offer comfort to people they give people hope and that's not the devil's game the devil is a discourager right yeah. he discourages our faith so um, what does he have to gain by, by giving us hope? So, um, you know, I mean, yeah, my, my personal opinion is because I've worked with a lot of grieving people is that they want the sign so desperately that they don't always know where it's coming from. I've seen more people get in trouble because they're just waiting so desperately, like communication comes. It's like a slow infiltration. You know, you don't always, you, you start to confuse the signs. And but for me, anytime I've ever had any type of paranormal experience, mm -hmm. and I mean, I've had experiences that run the gamut. I've had poltergeist experiences yes, in my home. Yeah. Um, I've um, I've seen all kinds of spiritual beings, mm -hmm. and I've had communications, like I said, after death communications. And mm -hmm. anytime any of these hap things happens, and I've seen ghosts as well, right. um, and UFOs too. Uh, and yeah. anytime any of these things happen, I'm never looking for it. I never expect it. Mm -hmm. And it never looks like what I think it should look like. So right. it's never my imagination. Um, right. You know, um, when I saw Mary for the first right. time. Right. How was uh, that? I was not expecting. I didn't even know that Mary could uh, could appear to me. You know, I didn't even. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew. See, I was raised as a uh, I was raised in the Protestant, you know, mm -hmm. uh, background uh, as, mm -hmm. a, as a Baptist. Right. And um, the many of the Protestants and certainly the Baptists, they uh, like with the with the separation from from the, the the you know the Catholic Church and the Eastern Orthodox. You look at the older churches and they've hold on held on to a lot of the the traditions. And now I got to tell you, as a Protestant, once I started discovering for myself the activity of the saints and learning that they're real mm -hmm. and learning that they really exist and that they do work and and help us and. Um, I mean, I felt robbed uh, when I saw Mary for the first time. I had to apologize to her, honestly, because I know that Mary, I know that Mary is a real person, is a mm -hmm. historical person that lived the mother of Jesus in the mm -hmm. church. We call her the mother of God because mm -hmm. if Jesus, if Jesus is the God, then she's the mother of God. You know, right. that's, that's right. not idolatry to to reverence right. her. It's not worship. Mm -hmm. So um, the first time I saw Mary, I, I had to apologize and say, hey, I, I'm sorry, because. I didn't acknowledge you properly. I mean, I knew that you were a historical person, that you're in heaven, mm -hmm. but I didn't know that. I mean, you're real and, and active and working in people's lives. And mm -hmm. um, in the memorari, you know, it says that never has a person who's who's basically come to you seeking your aid been left, you know, unhelped, uh, unaided. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what the memorari confesses and teaches us. And, you know, I've tested it out. Um, I mean, not testing god but just to say like you know mother mary pray for me you know right. you know intercede for me now mm -hmm. jesus is our uh is our intercessor that's what the bible teaches us that's what we believe and confess mm -hmm. um but that doesn't mean that uh, there isn't a, a family you know uh we talk about the communion of saints and mm -hmm. it's like a family at home you know um you if you tell mama something daddy's going to hear it too Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Some, and, and sometimes the problem is better solved that way because that's the way God wants us to work. He wants us to work in communion. He mm -hmm. wants us to work as a family with each other, not in isolation. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, through Jesus is our is our great high priest. We mm -hmm. have direct access to God. You can talk to God anytime. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you talk to any of the saints, you're talking to God. See, that's the thing about it. 
mm-hmm. right? So it's like people are like, well, you can't you can't pray to Mary. Well, what is a prayer? A prayer is a petition. Can you mm-hmm. make a petition to a friend on earth? Can you go to a pastor or mm-hmm. your mom or your dad or your best friend and say, hey, pray for me? Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. So there's nothing there's nothing different from that or, or turning to Archangel Michael and saying, mm-hmm. hey, Archangel Michael, defend us in battle. You know, be our defense mm-hmm. against the wickedness and snares of the devil. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just saying like, hey, big brother. Hey, big buddy, big, strong buddy. I need mm-hmm. your help, pal. Help me out here, mm-hmm. please. Mm-hmm. With all due respect to your to your majesty. Mm-hmm. As a celestial, great celestial being, but man, I can need, I can need, I need some help here. Mm-hmm. It's not worship. You're not worshiping the right. angel. It's a request. You're, it's a, yeah. you know, yes, help me. Yeah. Same thing if, you know, if you're getting bullied and you say, hey, dad, you know, mm-hmm. you know, hey, my daddy's bigger than your daddy. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <you> know, yeah. <laughs> it's the, it's the communion yeah. of saints. It's a family. And just because someone dies, it's not cut off. Well, I it's mean, your essence that lives on, right? It's, well, a, it's the not thing. the physical. It's it's what's inside that lives on. So it lives on. Well, in the faith, um, a lot of people don't understand this, and I I really uh, take a take a, a deep look at this in in mm-hmm. in my in my paranormal Christian book series. But we're soul, uh, our, our soul essence. Okay, so we're spirit, soul, and body. Right, three parts. Right. So we are we are a trinity in ourselves, and we're made in God's image, and God is a trinity. So if you actually look at what the Bible says about that, and the the church doesn't even really get into this deeply, and I've actually studied it, and I feel like God has kind of opened my mind to to truly understand what this means. Because, okay, this body is it is us. Okay, it's not like the, the the ancient Greek teachings where the body is evil. The body itself is not an evil. It's good. God created it to be good. I mean, you can do bad with it, but um, but you need a spirit to animate the body, and when the spirit animates the body and through the mind and you have the consciousness well that's that's the soul so and then when the spirit leaves the body at death then the body is no longer a body but a corpse and i'm talking death as in not coming back i'm not talking about near-death experiences where you're still tethered to your body so um that is our that is our essence and um so the spirit you know it, it goes forth um and we believe in the church that at someday uh, you, you will be united with a resurrection mm. body. But what about reincarnation? You know, that's another idea. That's a, that's... Reincarnation is a big one because um, not a lot of faiths believe in it, but but it is mentioned in the Bible. I believe in reincarnation, and uh, mm-hmm. I know I'm in the minority as a Christian. It's, it's yeah. considered a heresy in the church, but right. I have right. um, studied it, and it's just, I believe it to be true. I, I I'm not, you know, if you don't believe in it, Mm-hmm. I and mean, you have the right to believe however you want to believe in, in your in your faith. But I don't believe it contradicts the Bible. And I explain this in my book series. But that's that's what we are, you know, um, spirit, soul, body um, and the spirit. Our essence still goes on. Life after death is real. In the Bible, it talks about I am the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. I am the God of the living, not mm-hmm. the dead. And this is spoken after long after these men have died and were buried. So mm-hmm. that tells me there we live on, yeah. our life goes on and and, mm-hmm. and we're living even though our bodies may be dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very difficult to discount. You know, you have like children who are coming out talking about past lives and such. And, and I think that's, that's part of, uh, it's, 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 it's part of, I think it's a big part of life. Personally. James Leninger, James Leninger story. It blows me away. There's so many, uh, children that talk about this. 
I actually have a never before published story uh, in my in my most recent book, the Paranormal Christian Book Two, uh, the Quickening, where mm-hmm. I talk about a young girl in Mexico who kept telling her parents, uh, her and specifically her grandmother, "I carried you." Yeah, I, I carried you. Do you remember when I used to carry you? And uh, you know, for for a while, they're you know entertaining this, and it's kind of cute. Look, after a while, the grandma starts getting annoyed. You know, says like, "Hey, you know, you you know, stop it. You know, you know, Miha, I carried you. No." And then the little girl says, "No, remember, I carried you when we lived in." And she names this ancient uh, this uh, village yes. that the grandmother was a child in. Right. That there's no way this little girl would know, you know. Right, right. Things like this, past life memories. The kids are coming out with this now. And um, uh, like I said, it's 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 awe-inspiring. And you can't just discount it. And, and as, you know, the thing about the paranormal Christian, uh, my brand and what I'm all about is is discovery and and exploration. And wherever the facts lead us, and so you have to be open to the supernatural. You have to be open to science and what science teaches us. You have to be open to your own counsel mm-hmm. as well. And you have to put it all together. And, and yes, we have our, our, our teachers and our, our our parents, our friends, our uh, spiritual advisors. Our, um, I'm not discounting any of that. But you put it all together. And then between you and your relationship to God, to the higher power, to the source from which we all come, then you kind of come to an understanding of the big picture. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And as Tamara says, she goes, the Bible speaks of Jesus coming back. So is that not a reincarnation? Well, you know, and Jesus actually speaks of what I consider reincarnation when he talks about John, because, and here's another thing too, the disciples were, you know, asking, you know, um, who is John, you know, uh, right. Is, right. is he, is he Elijah who was to come? And uh, why would they be talking like this? I mean, this sounds like reincarnation to me. And then Jesus affirms that. And he says, yes, he, he is John. You know, he, he, John is, is Elijah, is Elijah that was to come. And some people say, well, he came in the spirit of Elijah. Okay. Well, once again, you're splitting hairs. Mm. It's like, this guy is Elijah. But here's the thing. Elijah was Elijah too. Right. So, Mm. you know, I'm Richard. You're Michelle. Right. That's who we are right now. That's the right. The essence that we are, if we return as I believe that we do, mm-hmm. then we might be different. Like James Leninger, for example, young boy starts having these nightmares when he's about two years old and he's talking about, um, you know, little man on fire, you know, mm-hmm. really interesting. The reason why this is such a great case study is because his parents were Christians who didn't believe in reincarnation. Right. And, um, uh, James uh, was drawing pictures of dog fights and he was signing them James the <laughs> third. Yeah. Right. And so as they finally, the parents started, you know, looking into this and like, why does this kid know these things? And why is he saying this stuff? Um, like there's a story where the, in the book where, where the mom gives him uh, uh, like a, a toy airplane. And right. she's like, look at, look at, it's even got the bombs on there. And he's like, you know, mommy, that's, that's not a bomb. That's a drop tank, you know? Uh-huh. So he, how, would, he, how would he know? How would he know what a that's drop right. tank is? And he can't even pronounce yeah, it that's right. because he's so little. Yes. So I didn't even know what a what a drop tank was. And I'm an Air Force veteran, you know. So that story right. blew me away. So anyway, they 
James was talking about coming from the Natoma. So they found out that there was an aircraft carrier called the, the Natoma Bay. They researched it and they found his best friend who served on that on that aircraft carrier with him, who was still alive and remembered James getting shot down. The other James. Oh my God. I think this was this covered on television. It's because like, it sounds very familiar. That was a really compelling. It's a uh, very compelling story. Yeah. Um, uh, in recent yes. years, uh, Ancient Aliens has uh, has covered it. Okay. Um, of course, okay. I document this in my in my book, right. and um, um, so these stories are very very compelling, especially the stories that are emerging from children. Um, yeah. I mean, how do you explain that? And uh, you know. I don't want to hear the whole well as demons because I mean, come on, man. Like what it's a, demons? a tough one. Yeah. It, it's a tough one because you know, I think what doesn't help is media media just sensationalizes it. You know, I've done tons of this and, and I, and we were just talking about that before we came on. I said, I'm sure the entire world thinks I run around screaming demon because I, I am a contributor and I, and I will contribute to stories that, that they put on, you know, they, you know, they call it the experts. So it's, it's like, okay, sure. It's, you know, very hard. There are no experts in a field that really cannot be explained per se, <laughs> but you can give five or six different viable answers, but they don't want to hear it. They want the fear factor, but in doing so, unfortunately, the people, it's what people think everything is. Well, Never you know, mind. it's, like psychokinesis and all you know poltergeist activity things there's like so that there's so much uh, there's so much out there and um i mean um you know we we'll, we we can spend the the rest of our life exploring it and, and we'll it's like a an onion you know you peel back a layer you find another but this thing about reincarnation uh again like i say i don't force people to believe in it uh because uh people you know you believe what you're going to believe but they even look like the person that they reincarnated from, you know, I mean, it's uncanny. If you look at some of these side-by-side -side pictures of people that mm -hmm. um, are believed to be reincarnated, who claim to be reincarnated, it's, it's really quite compelling. Mm. Well, and, and I have had heard of Dorothy Edie, who reincarnated yes. Egyptian living in Ireland. Yes. Knowing hieroglyphs from a very young age. You just can't, you just can't story, make that yes. stuff up. It's just, you're just born knowing this stuff? No. No, I don't think so. Well, uh, and you see the people usually um, over time will uh, lose touch with those memories because they've got to get on with uh, the life that they're living. So, um, you know, if you're James number three, well, you got to be James number three now and let James number one rest in peace. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Tamara says, was the drop tank not the bomb against the water dams that were dropped on water and they roll to cross the water to hit the dam? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I, I'm not an expert on the, on the yeah, World War II aircraft, but uh, I know that uh, dro a drop tank is not implicitly a bomb. Right. Okay. Good, good. Okay. So, um, Aside from just paranormal experiences you've had, extraterrestrial experiences, do you believe that they go hand in hand? Because, I mean, we know that, let's talk Enoch and Ezekiel, we know it's all there, right? It's like ancient, this is ancient stuff, ancient sightings, ancient experiencers. Well, here's the thing. Um, our ancestors had a supernatural worldview, and that's what I'm trying to do, and that's why... I chose the name paranormal Christian because, you know, and I realize it's polarizing, but it also gets people's attention because 
it is a supernatural faith. And so when you read the Bible and you read the scriptures and uh, the, the canonical and the deuterocanonical books, the, the apocrypha books that are included in the canon, books outside the canon, they all inform us and teach us things. Mm. Uh, Book of Enoch, for example. Yeah. And uh, but you can clearly see that these people had a supernatural worldview. If you look at the uh, tribal cultures around the world, they have a mm-hmm. supernatural worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, in like the Native American traditions, they talk yes. about the Great Spirit. You mm-hmm. know, I'm very interested in these various spirit, spiritual practices, and um, I think we're talking about the same the same source being. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to return people to that supernatural worldview. Not to overstate the point uh, that the supernatural is real, but just to understand that it is—it's just a natural part of our existence. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Um, I, I also believe people, like for myself, you know, they, all these years I knew I had an attachment at some point, and I was able to 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 get rid of. Like even from a young age, I knew this this something that's not right, and I I went to proper stages to get rid of that. Then I find out years later that I'm also an experiencer and probably abductee. Um, and, and they do go hand in hand. And I think a lot of them get mixed up, misinterpreted. So for example, what faith, you know, to the faithful, Joe, I'm just going to punch you when I see you. That's my producer goofing around. Anyway, <laughs> I have a long reach, mister. Anyway, <laughs> um, what what the faithful will call angels and demons, you'll get maybe ufologists who might say reptilians and light beings. What are your thoughts? Very, Do you think we, this is how we label them? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, if you look at, uh, for example, the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and mm. and the serpent. Um, you look at this and um, this, uh, the where you really get into the, what does the word mean? What does the original uh, Hebrew mm. word mean? And you start talking about the, the Nakash and it's, and it means the, the shining ones. Um, yes, yes. And that's very interesting. That's you know, very informative. And you start talking about uh, reptilians and then you start talking about serpents and these mm-hmm. they start sounding like the same thing you know so and what is extraterrestrial i mean if so we have this created order right For, since the big bang which which is where everything propagated from all time space mm-hmm. energy and matter mm-hmm. uh came from the big bang so a lot of people just think about the 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 matter the the you know the the stars and the elements i mean we had to have 14 billion years of stars birthing and dying to come up with enough stuff to make to make us mm-hmm. you know and um but uh, there's also time right time began then too so that means that outside of time and space there must be a reality and that uncaused cause and see that's what god is the uncaused so if god ex- exists outside of space and time which he must because he created space and time then right. that can explain a lot of things and anything from that from that order that's uh or even in the created order if it's not from this earth the angels you know it when it in the creation account in the bible the accounts it talks about the stars singing for joy it's talking about the angels celebrating the creation well that means that they witnessed it they were there maybe they even helped you know who knows Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is by definition extraterrestrial. 
They're outside Agreed. the earth. Agreed. What about your theories or your thoughts on the fact that maybe many of these beings are already here sharing space within the planet or our oceans? You know, we see these craft just flying out of the water, going into the mountains. Um, maybe a lot of them are already here. Well, you know, it's a very interesting idea. And uh, in my second book, The Paranormal Christian Book 2, I devote about 20% just to the topic of ufos and i take it oh, from the yes uh, from the um you know the classic stories the history of ufos um to the the close encounter experiences uh of today the atip um program all of that stuff mm -hmm. and i've always been interested in ufos ever since i was a little kid um, i went to see close encounters of the third kind when i was eight years old i went to the uh, drive-in with my mom and my stepdad. This is a great flick, like, especially at a drive-in. Oh, yeah. yeah. At the drive-in. <laughs> scared the crap out of me. Right. Just loved it. Freaked me out. That whole thing with Devil's Tower and stuff. And it's just like, oh, my God. It was amazing. Amazing. Right. And I came at it in, in those days from the point of view that extraterrestrials must be flying to us in nuts and bolts spacecraft. That's just kind of what I mm. assumed. And what I believed and what I wanted it to be. Um, and, you know, you know, my mom and, and you know, didn't have any, my mom, stepdad didn't have any issues with that. Like we never thought that it conflicted with our faith. And I still don't, right. you know, um, uh, the Pope actually uh, made headlines uh, in, in 2014 when he spoke to his clergy about the possibility of baptizing aliens, you know, <laughs> it's like people that, thinking, <laughs> so, uh, so that raised a yeah. lot of questions, but. Yes. The point of the point is, uh, you know, uh, for God so love the cosmos, right? We talked about that earlier. Mm -hmm. So, what are they? Well, like I said, angels uh, are extraterrestrials. So, um, I already mentioned that we have uh, an interdimensional experience that's going on. So, there is interaction that's happening. But I think what you're asking me is, are there people beings like something like us, intelligent? Um, sentient beings uh, coming from other star systems and uh, interacting with us here. Uh, a lot of people believe that. I'm definitely mm -hmm. open to that possibility, but I just have some questions because uh, I don't see the evidence, honestly. Um, mm -hmm. I, I know there's a lot of sightings, mm -hmm. but uh, there's also a lot of uh, our own stuff that's probably oh, flying around out there that absolutely we absolutely reverse engineering you know, things of that nature for sure well, ben for rich sure. of skunk works okay uh from area you know i mean we're talking like area 51 stuff which is mm -hmm. real you know area 51 groom lake we all know that it's real yep uh, where they developed mm -hmm. uh the uh the, the stealth bomber mm -hmm. uh, and by the way like i say i'm an air force uh, veteran uh in space force um mm -hmm. uh civilian and um you know, my opinions obviously are, are my own there. They yeah, may not necessarily re reflect what the air force or the space force of teaches course. or believes, but I can tell you that I've seen these things, you know, up close and in flight, uh, the mm -hmm. most high tech equipment that we have, mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's out there, uh, from, from, you know, the, the Minotaur launches, the Delta four, the Atlas five mm -hmm. space shuttle. I've witnessed these things firsthand. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and I've been a, a lifelong watcher of the heavens and the skies and the stars. Yes. Uh, yes. I love astronomy. 
when I was a little mm -hmm. kid, it was either dinosaur books or astronomy books uh, that I was right. checking out of the library, you know? Right. And um, so I've, I know what a satellite looks like mm -hmm. in, in orbit. You know, I know what the space shuttle looks like. I mean, you can see the space shuttle. I mean, not space shuttle, excuse me. Um, space station. The space station, you can see yeah. with the naked eye, you know? Oh, yes. yes. Uh, if you're if in the right conditions with a dark, dark enough sky. So, um, so all these things are very interesting. But... Ben Rich said that there are things that are 50 years ahead of anything that we know about. So if it's 50 years ahead of, you know, the stealth bomber and things like that, mm. you know, you start to wonder, you see these, um, these wing flying wing concepts, which, mm -hmm. you know, when Kenneth Arnold had, had his sighting and, mm -hmm. and uh, he talked about these craft that were skipping like saucers, which is where we get flying saucers from. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you look at his, the artist rendering, it looks a lot like a flying wing. You know, which actually were already fielded at that time. By 1939, these things were flying. Mm -hmm. If you saw a flying wing before, I mean, having seen, for example, the B-2 bomber, okay, this made for stealth. And right. It comes at you. It looks like a fingernail on the horizon. It's all black, okay? It's very otherworldly looking. It doesn't make a sound, mm -hmm. all right? Um, it can actually bomb you from a distance where it's so high that you can't even see it. These mm -hmm. are very mysterious things. If you saw that that uh, that craft and didn't know what it was, you would think it was a UFO. So, and these are the things that we know about. And there's a, a ninety billion dollar black budget outside of the purview of Congress. Now, these are documented facts, and I'll talk about this in my my series, The Paranormal Christian, right. Uh, right. and Book Two, especially when we talk about UFOs. So, uh, yeah, a lot of these things that we're seeing, I that I, you know, the you know the the um, the triangles, you know. Uh, uh, are those ours? I think they're 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 ours. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. So um, yeah, and uh, that's what I think a lot of the, the sightings are. So uh, I think th there's more of those in the skies than there are extraterrestrials. Some some uh, contactees who are regular contactees have stated that there are that you know that there aren't a lot that are airborne not these days. Where you have to go back, I think, is when you go back to ancient times and you have people like da Vinci and you have you look at some of the biblical paintings that are very famous and you see crafts like the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. There are crafts sitting in the sky in, this, in these paintings. And these were done in medieval times when there was no air traffic. Yeah, no, that's a very compelling uh, uh, topic. And I actually yeah. talk about this in my book, too. And I actually include uh, a couple of those paintings in, in my book. So. So I acknowledge that, and um, actually, if you look at um, Ezekiel's wheel, yes, uh, for example, yeah. the wheels yes. that that is reported. Now, of course, this is a vision, so mm -hmm. there's all kinds of ways to look at it, right. but it really does sound like a craft. So then you have to ask yourself: um, Is it extraterrestrial in the sense of, you know, uh, extra biological uh, creatures, uh, mm -hmm. sentient beings like us, or it, could it be angelic? Of right. visitations now who's to say well uh, angels don't you know i hear and it's funny because a lot of the ancient alien people which i love that uh i love yes. the ancient astronaut uh concept and it's one of my yes. favorite shows but they right. really uh they really dig in on this one and they say well you know you know I've, even eric the great eric von daniken is one of the things he talks about was the the god i worship doesn't need uh ships to travel to fly around well how do you know how do you know angels don't don't use uh, ships of some sort. How do you know uh, they're not aliens? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it could be, you know, either or. Um, mm -hmm. but, um, but who's to say that angels can't 
fly uh, light ships. Maybe they mm -hmm. do. Maybe they do. It appears that they do. We from don't what I read, know for sure. That's just it. We're these little little. We're we're human beings, you know. On the grand scheme of things, we're we're down here. There's so much more evolution, I believe. Right. And you it just that. makes God that much bigger, right? It doesn't it doesn't push God away. It makes God bigger. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it, um, wow, you know, this is where I, I believe in the uh, the the interdimensional hypothesis yes. makes a lot more sense to me. Because yes, if you look true. at physics, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, again, uh, our Milky Way galaxy, okay, it's it's a hundred thousand light years mm -hmm. across i mean traveling at the speed of light it would take a hundred thousand mm -hmm. years to get across just our own galaxy yes so um the the physics that it would take and here's the other thing too is like okay if they come why are they hiding uh i mean maybe they are it's possible you know right. it's possible that they are hiding but but why would something of that technological advantage have to hide away in the arctic you know i'm thinking they're going to have the prime real estate you know they're going to have all the beachfront <laughs> property, right? Yeah. Why, yeah. why are they? Why are they I, at the North Pole? I you think know? maybe. I think maybe ancient civilization. If you're if you're getting in the Antarctic, maybe it's just ancient ancient civilizations. How many have ended up under the ocean? You know, um, like let's face it, the planet, ice age, everything. It's it's gone through a lot of changes. Right. There's a lot that we don't see because well, why it, are they extraterrestrials? Maybe it's just us. Maybe uh, it's just an older version of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. You know. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's out of place artifacts. Yeah, I personally believe in 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 worlds before ours. I think. Yes. You know, and, and if you start talking about monoliths on uh, mm -hmm. the moon and Mars and things, which, I mean, it's very interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. There's some photographs out there that'll really make you wonder: um, is that extraterrestrials or is that ancient humans? You know, oh. is that us uh, before us? Yes. I, I'm yeah. a big believer in in the pre-Adamic uh, uh, civilizations. For example. If you look in the Genesis account where it talks about the creation um, in the beginning and it talks about uh, void, it talks about the earth was void. And if you actually look at the original Hebrew on that, it's speaking as if in a state of destruction, you right. know, or confusion. So how do we know that uh, these aren't cycles uh, that maybe, you know, all the stuff we're doing now, I mean, there's nothing new under the sun, right? It says that in Ecclesiastes. Right. We're discovering space flight. We're now, we're the aliens now. We've stepped on other worlds, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but maybe uh, uh, in millennia and time immemorial, maybe we already did this stuff before and now we're doing it again, which is why we got to be careful. We don't want to, you know, we mean the nuclear proliferation mm -hmm. on the earth and the, and the ability that humans have to just basically destroy ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, has this happened before? There's evidence on Mars of uh, nuclear explosions, you know? There's elements that have been discovered, yeah. and it makes you wonder. So um, uh, it's right. a lot to think about. It is a lot to think about. I mean, you know, they could, a lot of people believe that grace, for example, that's that's us with real far future. So right. I mean, you know, let's right. face it, we're not the first kick of the can on the planet, and there's a lot of a lot of things that are out of place artifacts, like you say, that have been discovered that go back hundreds of millions of years, intelligent yes. stuff. So you know, right. I completely agree with you. I just want to hit on some questions. Um, think about this humans only or comments only see a very limited light spectrum. There could be creatures around us all the time outside of our spectrum that we simply cannot see. I agree. But here's a question for you. I do agree with that, Chris. Uh, Richard, you think Enlil may be the who Christians call Satan's or the devil. Enlil is Anunnaki. 
if you're getting into the Anunnaki? That's a very interesting uh, question. You know, the the problem I have with um, with uh, Sitchins and 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 the study of the Anunnaki and things like that, mm-hmm. I think we're probably looking at some of the same things, but you're really mostly dealing with um, the ideas coming from one scholar. So, uh, I mean, it's it's interesting mm-hmm. and it's informative. But yeah, I think uh, uh, anecdotally, uh, people have called the devil a lot of different things, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and I think a lot of the gods that have been worshipped over time, you know, these beings are there. In, in the Bible, it talks about that um, God takes his place among the assembly of the gods. Nah, the, thank you. Know, you know, thank you. <laughs> Elo, Elo, you know, Elohim yes. can be plural and it can be singular. Yes. And yes. if you actually dig yeah. into that, you'll see that. Um, and this is why, again, a lot of times with the the very common Christian concept, mm-hmm. it's not it's not really biblical, though, that uh, I mean, and the whole thing is like, well, we you know, you shall have no other. The Bible says you shall have no other gods before uh, me, before me. The, so wait a minute. Way, the so Hebrew who are God. the so who are the other gods then? So that that's so right. that implies there are other gods. Yes. And uh, and yes, I get into that. I actually devoted a, a whole chapter to this this topic. I love that in my first book, the paranormal. Christian a lot book of people one. get, but see, because you're you're open minded. See, I I am more intrigued with the Old Testament and other ancient writings more so than than the New Testament because that alone basically says and states that there was something else, and a lot of the ancient you know, artifacts or ancient monuments and things like that, that we see lead into the direction that perhaps, just perhaps, that was exactly the case. And I know even with Catholicism, a lot of the the, the, the alleged demonic names are, in fact, just ancient gods to some cultures. Well, yeah. And so you think about it. So God works through a, a hierarchy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we earlier we were talking about the communion of saints, mm-hmm. and um, so, but uh, and why? You know, so a lot of a lot of people through the Christian perspective, uh, and again, it's more like a preponderance of caution. Right. But it's like you're, yeah, that's fine. You can work through Jesus directly mm-hmm. with God and everything, but you may be working with an angel and you don't even know it because God is working through that angel. Sure. And, uh, uh, you know, these beings were created. It talks about, you know, in the Bible, you, you see stories like the, like talking about uh, in Daniel, where it talks about uh, the Prince of Persia, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and things like that. And, uh, and where Michael has to come and assist and being prevented. And so you get these ideas of these regional, uh, these beings and these cosmic entities that are in charge of, perhaps entire nations like, you know, beings like, like Zeus. Well, if you look at, uh, you look at Zeus, um, there's some commonalities with, with bow. Okay. They're both yes. depicted with, with lightning bolts in their hands. Yes, yes. And you think about this. So, so I think that um, all of these beings are in, are part of the divine council, mm-hmm. but they, some of them may choose to go their own way. Um, it talks about this in the war in heaven and things like that. Mm. It's depicted in the Bible, and is and if that happens well, then you know you've got some some competing you've got some factions division. there. Yes. You've got some division, yes. mm. but um, I think they were all intended to to you know serve and lead and and part of that divine council, part of that 
great hierarchy of, of, of the cosmic realm. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, and in the, the Nephilim, back to the Nephilim, it talks about uh, these were the, the, the stories of legend. So then your mind just explodes with ideas about the mythologies of the world. You know, mm -hmm. you start talking about, you know, beings like Hercules, right. you know, half God, half human, um, right. Thor, Zeus. Where mm -hmm. do all these stories come from? You know, when um, when uh, the, the northern lands that were uh, believed in, uh, in, you know, Thor and Odin and, 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 and mm -hmm. those mythologies, um, those... Uh, and no disrespect intended. I mean, mm -hmm. these are the, the religions of, the, of those people. When mm -hmm. uh, when the Christian uh, uh, priests encountered them, you know the the when you talk about the Norse mythology and uh, how it all ends and everything with Ragnarok mm -hmm. um, at, at the at the end as the end of the gods, you know, the, in their in their legends and their stories, it's Ragnarok. And when Ragnarok happens, all every all of it ends with a, a a man and a a naked man and a woman mm. and a tree you know <laughs> right so, right so that just spins right off there <laughs> so it just spins right off and right. so uh, so the the priests were able to say well okay well let, let me tell you what happens next in the story right. you know right. so they didn't have to throw away everything that they that they that they knew and actually you know thor's hammer became the christian cross for a lot of people Right, and we still have Thor's Day, right? <laughs> so, we do, we you know, do. And you talk to... about Saturday, Saturn, right? That's and, right. And, and, and that's, Symbolism and, that's in the in, in the yes. identification with the the Hebrew nation. Yes, and Saturn is important, and very and, much so. And, and uh, but but God is at the, the head of all of it, mm -hmm. right? And well, so the, the, the Creator. People keep saying we're looking for the Creator. Who's the Creator? It, I, I, you know. I think it maybe it just comes down to different to different names as per different cultures. But I have to hold that thought because I have to do a very quick station and sponsor ID. So uh, if you guys are just tuning in, <laughs> it should have been an hour and a half ago. Anyway, uh, you are listening to The Outer Realm. And our special guest is Richard D. Lewis, the paranormal Christian. We're so grateful to have him here. It's been an interesting conversation. Uh, we are on the United Public Radio Network. UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3, 107.7 from the beautiful city of New Orleans. And we are on Roku, people. Roku, check it out. New station. You're missing a lot, lot of good content there. So station is growing over there as well. Uh, big thank you to our sponsors, Folgers Coffee, who definitely sponsor our show each and every night and make all of this goodness possible. So thank you, Folgers. Big thank you to Dr. Snick, uh, Justin Snicker, uh, award-winning composer for his intro and his outro. That is his voice you hear, his music you hear. Big thank you. Also, huge thank you to graphic artist Steve McGinnis. Uh, actually, just artist. He does beautiful freehand stuff. But he is responsible for all of the amazing graphics you see here on the Outer Realm. So thank you, thank you. And uh, I'm going to get right back to business. So <laughs> let me get back to just getting on a little bit of the comments here. We uh, we were made after the angels and the djinn. So who is to say they are not here as well, just on a different vibration? Ah, dimensional. Absolutely. I like that. I, I like that, uh, that concept. Absolutely. Uh, Adrian says, Michelle or Richard, Richard's our guest, will give you the honor. What is your definition of God? the one Christians worship and acknowledge? In other words, what is the difference between the Christian God versus other gods? 
take it away. This is definitely your your uh, cup of tea. Thank you for that question. Uh, but first of all, I just wanted to also thank Folgers uh, personally oh. and, uh, and and coffee in general. because um, <laughs> Coffee in general. If, I like if that. You, if you want to explore these <laughs> topics, uh, you might need a little caffeine at times. Mm -hmm. But um, no, um, so uh, it's very interesting. Yahweh, uh, the Christian God, uh, we believe is, um, is the, the great cre creator God mm -hmm. who created all the other gods. So... In a nutshell, that's that's what um, the divine council is all about, and that's and that's uh, what that means. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very interesting if you look at uh, one of the examples from the from the New Testament, where uh, when um, when Paul was in was in uh, Athens, and um, he he was saying, uh, you know, I see that you that you people are very religious, and he saw the statues to all of their various gods, mm -hmm. and then they had one statue in particular that was to the unnamed god. And he said, I'm here to tell you who that one is, right? Wow. Which is very interesting. So he didn't, you know, throw away their faith. Um, he just said, he actually acknowledged it and said, let me tell you about this unnamed God that you guys are are, are, are knowing about. And mm -hmm. what that also tells me too, and again, this is these are kind of things that you have to really look, look at with insight, these stories in the Bible. That tells me that God was reaching out to these people, you know, and uh, and through all these faiths, God is you know, uh, projecting himself. Right. And, um, and then, we, and then we, then we receive it. So even if you have no re uh, revealed religion, mm -hmm. uh, it, the Bible talks about that God declares himself um, through his creation, the, the skies, the heavens declare his handiwork. So that's why our native American uh, brothers and sisters understood there's a great spirit, you know, you just know it mm -hmm. and you don't know this implicitly as he, but as humans, the Bible talks about that God is is imprinted on our hearts. Mm -hmm. Right, right. I agree with all of that. I do. Here's here's a bit of a twist because I am a big believer in mindset and and how how we can create the things around us. But if you believe that thoughts create reality, like manifesting your reality, actually that's that's this quantum stuff. Uh, then Jesus Christ is real simply because of thoughts and heartfelt beliefs of millions of people over the years have made it so you know so prayer you know just intention what are your thoughts on that well jesus is real and um well, it was definitely a real person absolutely absolutely uh jesus of nazareth um and um you know i've experienced i mean i have a personal relationship with with, mm -hmm. with jesus i mean mm -hmm. i know jesus jesus is my friend mm -hmm. my 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 god my king my counselor my everything mm -hmm. um but this the idea of thoughts creating reality i mean this it's is like, kind of like well um you know we talk about law of attraction mm -hmm. and um uh, you know the the universe uh, the Bible teaches us that God spoke the universe into, into being. And we also are, we're like many creators, you know, we're able to speak mm. things into being, but you know, it needs to be in accordance with uh, divine purpose and God's will. And this is why when you look at, for example, the difference between saying a prayer and casting a spell, it's very, it's a very similar thing, but if you're actually sending out intentions of harm and wanting to go against uh, uh, the good of the other, and that's where things start turning dark and start mm. becoming becoming evil. But um, do I think Jesus is there because we've conjured him? Not with our collective consciousness. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't see it. See, it I think it's like more of, a, of, a, of empowering. 
you know, my mindset because the power of intention is is very powerful. It, it really is. is. I mean, look around. It's real. Yes, exactly. Right. Uh, however, with that being said, Adrian says, so the original first self-proclaimed God, the original one. Who is he? So the original one. Are you asking, Adrian? Are we talking? Like, is Yahweh the original? Is that what you're asking? Yes, I believe that he is. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just clarifying with her. <laughs> this is just a comment, or is, this, is there a question coming with it? And so. if you look at if you look at the stories in the Bible where um, when God is asked, "What is what is your name?" and the answer mm -hmm. given is "I am," and that's mm -hmm. the thing is because at the end of the day, oh, she's pondering. It's it's okay. all you have to have an uncaused cause. Every every for every effect, there's a cause, mm -hmm. and this can't go on forever. At some point, it has to stop. There has to be an uncaused cause. That's yeah. I am. I exist. I, the being, I and it's am. not something that we that I expect us to even be able to truly comprehend. Mm -hmm. You know, so because um, we are part of the creation, we are mm -hmm. existing in tandem with this this wildly spinning, you know, mm -hmm. planet, solar system, galaxy. All of it is moving, speeding, flying, and we're all a part of it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yes. So, so, so the creator, in in your opinion, did he create all of these? If these extraterrestrial beings are us, and whether it's past or present or future, all one creator. Yes, um, I believe that that God is sovereign uh, over everything, everything mm -hmm. uh, that that exists. Right. Um, and uh, in the Book of John, it says, you know, in in the beginning was the Word. And the word was with God and the word was God and everything mm -hmm. that was created was, was created through him. And that person mm -hmm. is, is Jesus. So Jesus is God also. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, and he's also creator. And this is very interesting because it's very unique uh, among all the world religions of God becoming man. Right. So when you speak to Jesus uh, about your problems, I mean, he gets it. You know, mm -hmm. he's been there. He's felt all of the temptations, all of the things that we suffer, the pain, mm -hmm. hunger, thirst, tiredness, you know, probably mm -hmm. anger and frustration, all of those kind of things without sinning. See, that's what we believe in the Christian church. So this is a God that I can get behind, you know, because this is a God that knows what it's like down here mm -hmm. with us. Let's put another twist on it. Okay. Being that, I mean... Many extraterrestrials have these phenomenal, some are said to have like phenomenal abilities, you know, um, telekinesis, uh, you know, um, telepathy, like just, just amazing things that, that they can levitate um, items or objects or, you know, they can, they, some, they've, they've been known to cure people. Um, what do you thought? Do you think God himself or Jesus himself that did all these amazing things. Do you think that perhaps they're just some supreme extraterrestrial being? Well, not that I'm just saying, like, I want to just throw right. it out there. Like it's God and alien. I'm just trying to, in a nice roundabout sort of way. Present well, it. God is by nature extraterrestrial because God right. exists outside of the created form. And so would every, anything else that's outside of uh, that, that, you know, so, uh, okay. but extraterrestrial might not mean what some people might think it means. I personally believe that Jesus um, 
well, we know Jesus of Nazareth was a real human, and right. uh, we see this historically, not just in, in, in the Correct. biblical accounts and the extra biblical accounts. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's anybody that really debates that anymore. Right. But how was able? How was Jesus able to do these things? Josephus talks about uh, this miracle worker, and how could he do those things? It's because of his great faith. That is how he was able to to do these things. But when you start talking about telekinesis, um, uh, healing, these are all things that we see in our own experience. We see miracle healings. We see people mm -hmm, laying mm -hmm. on hands and, and prayer affecting change and healing. Mm -hmm. uh, levitation, I mean, levitation can people be accomplished uh, tech, with technology, perhaps. Uh, well, um, I mean, uh, some people look at monks from their chanting and vibration, how they can levitate off the ground, even if it's I mean, just the there's, People are, are, are uh, like superheroes, you know, some of the yes. things that you can just yeah. do with your mind. I mean, walking on coals, you see people do that kind of stuff. Yes. Uh, yes. Sometimes there's scientific explanations for these these uh, amazing things. Um, mm -hmm. Human potential is, is quite, it can be quite extreme. But um, uh, telepathy, I mean, we communicate with telepathy. Absolutely. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? absolutely. We do it. We do it. So if we mm -hmm. do it, you know, dreams, so there's shared dreams. There's people are talking about you know, shared death experiences now, you know, yes. death experiences used to be the thing. Now it's shared death experiences. It's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris says, I think God is technically, and I agree with this outside of religion, because I do believe religion itself is something that man has created, you know, to, to bring people together. But God himself is every religion and more humans need religion and use it as a way to define God. But God is such a force that we can't really define it. That's a very interesting thought. You know, here's the thing is, is religion um, has become kind of a bad word among so many people like, well, I'm spiritual. I'm not religious. Um, right, right. Religious religion, being religious is not a bad thing. And, and mm -hmm. religion is not a bad word. And if you look at it from, from God's point of view, now, like I mentioned earlier, God declares himself through his handiwork. So you can experience God through, mm -hmm. through just experiencing the planet and our ancient ancestors. That's, you know, what they had. Mm -hmm. But um, at some point, uh, when God uh, wants to reveal himself in a more uh, clear and distinct way to let us know more about himself, well, I mean, this is religion. This is that, this is that study. It's, you know, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's God. But is religion man-made, like as an institution? Because when I think of the creator, I think of the indigenous people. They would go, they would, they would go out and sit, let's say, you know, in the forest or on a mountain and they would connect with their creator. They, they, they really didn't have a name for him other than our creator. It wasn't so organized. They just did it. Um, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't consider um, a religion to be bad or to be. Not necessarily uh, bad. I, no, I'm just saying, is it, do you find this is something that's or more organized? I don't, I don't, I do think that um, it's revealed to us from God and um, mm. we should, we should organize. I think right. he wants us to do that. He wants us to live in community and he wants us. And mm. for the, for, for example, just knowing right and wrong and, and, and the natural laws. I mean, if you look at um, the commandments, I mean, these are, uh, which chiefly right. is to love your neighbor, love God and love your neighbor and uh, all things uh, propagate through this. So um, this idea to, to exist in communion both with each other and with God is something I think God wants us to do. Okay. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I think we, we just get into that. It's a cultural thing, perhaps. Well, we're right. religion, I think becomes 
bad is on the extremes you know any philosophy or belief in the extremist version mm -hmm. is usually a bad thing and it's actually you know somebody may think they're speaking for god but they're not acting very godlike or very christ-like mm -hmm. and you see this through uh, through very for any type of uh, r religious ex extremism nope. but when, when you talk about excluding others when you talk about mm -hmm. you know you're wrong and i'm right um mm -hmm. i mean um <clears throat> well, how many know, wars have been waged in the name of god not right, very, and everybody like you say, thinks, not very godlike. <laughs> everybody right. thinks that they're right, and when you start, right. you know, uh, your objective ends up harming others. Yes, you, you're not uh, you're not worshiping the true God uh, when right. you're when you're doing that. Right. Tamara says we are limited by our own ideas of our limits and have undefined capabilities if we step out out of our own way. Yeah, that makes that that makes sense. Go get out of our own that. way, and then <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think, and I think that's a personal uh, struggle yeah. as much of a as a collective one. I mean, yes, yeah, yes. these are the challenges, but this is also how we grow as well. Exactly. So we're slowly inching into the top of the hour. So this is the part of the show where you basically fill us in on anything you have coming up and how people can uh, find your books and promote, promote, promote. Well, you know, I'm very active. Um, uh, my second book, The Paranormal Christian, uh, released uh, recently, and um, you can get the uh, whole book series uh, on my website, richarddlewisauthor.com. You can find out more there, richarddlewisauthor.com. Or, you know, you can go to Amazon or uh, any of the online booksellers, mm -hmm. and um, or you can go to your, your local bookstore and just tell them, you know, you want your copy of The Paranormal Christian, mm -hmm. and either of the books. I'm working on book three. Um, as I have time, I'm also answering a lot of media engagements, uh, radio mm -hmm. appearances, and so on. Uh, I'm going to be at um, the upcoming Alien Con in Pasadena. I'm going to be there Ooh, as a vendor. So uh, if you're there, please stop by my table and say hi. Um, happy, Always happy to meet and greet uh, the folks out there. And um, I'm going to be at the, uh, the UFO Con um, coming up in the uh, San Francisco area in Excellent. March. And I'm actually going to be a featured speaker there. And uh, I'm going to do a whole... Um, hour-long talk on UFOs, so um, wow. that should be a lot of fun. It absolutely will be. I think people just have a really big interest in it. I, I think especially since disclosure and everything else has been happening, now people are like, oh, so we're allowed to talk about it now. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's becoming, uh, people are becoming a little bit more open-minded, I think, because of the fact that there's there are shows like Ancient Aliens. There are shows and episodes such as this and speakers such as yourself, who are going out there and saying, yes, this is a thing. Because again, you're, you're accredited, you know, being ex-Air Force and seeing everything that you've seen. I think it's, it's you know, people can take that coming from someone such as yourself and say, okay, see, this guy's oh, yeah. seen stuff. Oh, <laughs> this yeah. no, guy's I, seen I, stuff. <laughs> I have. And um, it's very interesting to me. Uh, and, and I'm, you know, I'm a lifelong learner. Right. I'm a lifelong uh, explorer. I have a, uh, I'm a journalist, you know, by trade. So I have a, a naturally inquisitive mind. Right. And here's the thing. The thing that people like about my books is I don't tell you what to think. Mm -hmm. You know, I present the evidence. I, I do my own research. I look at the, the famous case uh, studies. I uh, do my own research and then my own mm -hmm. experiences. I put it all together. I tell you what the Christian faith teaches us and not just what some mm -hmm. dogmatic, um, you know, very right. restrictive viewpoint says, but like, what does it really say? What does it really mean? 
Right. And then I tell you what I think, and then I and then I let you decide for yourself. So I don't pretend to have all the answers. I've got mm-hmm. some some good ideas though, and I really think I'm onto something uh, yes. with uh, with with what I'm doing here. So so yeah, I just love to hear from uh, from all of you. I'm very active on social media. Um, I, 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 I'm still at that point where I answer my own emails. So if you right. email me, uh, you know, richarddlewisauthor.com, you can connect with me there. And, and also I, as a journalist, I'm into a lot of stuff. I just, I just, my mind is insanely curious mm-hmm. and busy and it's not right. just, Hey, if you don't, if, if you can't vibe with me on the paranormal stuff or the, the Christian right. stuff, Hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a film journalist. Uh, I'm a sports fanatic. You right. know, there's I mean, a lot I'm of sure other ways to get all <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right. You, you want to talk, hey, talk about the playoff, the football playoffs this weekend? We I'm, can I'm do going that. nuts. You know, the latest <laughs> boxing match, the Dodgers, the Lakers. Right. I love it all. You know, <laughs> horror I films. It. I love horror movies. And you know, people are like, yeah. what's a Christian doing watching horror movies? I mean, are you kidding me? There's all kinds of God's God stories in these horror exactly. movies. Exactly. But, exactly. Uh, yeah, just, yes, I, I still stuff. like that whole. I, I love I love horror movies as well. It's just you know, I yeah. love people's creativity on different levels. It's like, well, it's sci-fi to you. To me, it's a documentary. I mean, I don't know. It's like, right. no, it's true. <laughs> it's true. But, um, you just you're looking at it in a total different way. You're looking at, you know, what what are we not? What are they not just saying? Yeah, right? there's you know, all kinds really of good stuff out there. There's um, I just watched this um this um movie by scarlett johansson well scarlett johansson stars in it yes. it's called uh under the skin oh. and uh it really blew my mind it's a very obscure um kind of independent film oh. um and uh, i just put a review on that on that movie uh on my review site which is la film reviews okay. and uh, i'm the only la film reviews on facebook and that's right. a growing uh community and you know people there just want to talk about movies and, and tv shows and stuff the right. occasional sports story. So that's another one of my passions is, is a, as a film journalist, you know, doing behind the scenes and, and, mm-hmm. and reviews and stories. I just, I love all that stuff. So yeah, right. there's a lot of ways we can connect with each other. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for joining me tonight. It was a lot of fun. It was really informative. I love bouncing ideas around and oh, you know, yeah. the chat room enjoyed it. And I'm sure I have no doubt that our listeners really got, uh, a lot of education out of it as well. Thank you. And I really did too. And I really enjoyed it. I hope I can come back and see you again sometime. Michelle. Absolutely. Let me know when that, that third book is out. We can definitely do it again, especially like alien stuff. People love, love it on this network. Well, UFO paranormal, <laughs> paranormal radio. It's big. <laughs> I love it too. Yeah. So thank you. I'll be in touch. I will be in touch with you as well. And I'll send you links to the show and things like that. Sounds good. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you very much. All right, everybody. We are at the top of the hour. It is that time. Uh, to I feel like Carol Burnett. I just want to break out in song. Anyway, a big thank you to Richard uh, for joining us tonight. Very nice of him to take time out of his day because he's out in L.A. right now. Rush through rush hour just to get here. And uh, definitely an interesting segment, to say the least. Big thank you to Folgers Coffee for sponsoring the show. Dr. Snick, a.k.a. Justin Stinger, Snicker, I apologize, Steve McGinnis. Thank you guys all for your contributions to the Outer Realm. Uh, Wherever you're listening, like us, subscribe, join, whatever it takes. Go find us on Roku. Just think, find us on Roku. Now you can just do it on big screen TV and uh, really nice, you know, nice video. Unlike you know, so certain social media platforms, I'll leave it right there. Now for next week, um, 
Wednesday night's gonna be a lot of fun. Dolly Safran, our aware experiencer, is coming back from a bit of an out of this world Q&A. She's going to be answering a lot of questions because we always run out of time um, and she just doesn't have the time to answer the questions. So she's going to come in here and she's going to let us know what's been going on. And she is just fantastic and very well-versed. So don't want to miss her. Thursday night, we welcome for the very first time, Max Hawthorne. He's going to be discussing his book, Monsters and Marine Mysteries, right? Like that's not going to be a good time. So be sure to tune in. Yeah, Dolly, that's right. Yeah, where are you, Dolly? You weren't in here tonight. <clears throat> anyway, have a fantastic weekend. Guys, we will see you next week. So good night.